Today we're continuing the sermon series we've entitled Greater Than. And today we're dealing with one of the basic principles of Christian life. And that is community. Christian community is greater than self. The church is never meant to be an endeavor of individuals. We often say that and herald that. But rather it's meant to be a collection of believers in Jesus Christ who form a sacred community in the spirit of Jesus' teaching and also his ministry. Now today we're going to be reading from the wisdom literature. We're going to be reading from Ecclesiastes this morning, uh, the fourth chapter. So you might want to get your Bibles out right now and, and go ahead. And you know Ecclesiastes is right after Proverbs and Proverbs is right after Psalms. So open the Bible to the middle. You're pretty close and you can find it from there. And what we read in the wisdom literature um, it is another example of the importance of community. Not just partnership, but community. We read that two are better than one. So let's turn to that fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes, beginning with the ninth verse, and let's stand for the reading of God's word. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up the other, but woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The principle of, of Christian community is, is really upholding that, that, that two are better than one and it upholds it not only in the wisdom literature, but also in the New Testament. You know, I found it uh, interesting last week in doing my studies related to this text that in the New Testament, the word for saint appears some 99 times in the New Testament. I, I, I don't know why they didn't do 100, but 99 times in the New Testament. And did you know that every time the word for saint appears in the New Testament, it is plural? In other words, there's no saint in the New Testament. It's always saints. It's always that cloud of witnesses that we're talking about when we're dealing with saints. Someone said, I like this, a saint ain't. Saints come in community. I believe that. I believe that that's the proper way that we understand Christian community is a collection of, of saints, not by our own ability and our, of our own doing, but, by, but what God does in the context of Christian community. I want to say a couple of things this morning at the beginning of this message to emphasize really what I want you to hear. First of all, everybody needs somebody. Do you believe that? And secondly, somebody is needed by everybody. Isn't that right? 
If, if we understand that simple statement that everybody needs somebody and somebody is needed by everybody, we're right at the heart of what Christian community is meant to be. The world desperately needs our brand of Christian community. It's not that you can't find community in other places, in civic organizations, and in other uh, really fantastic groups, but, but Christian community is driven by principles and, and the purpose that is, that is basically centered on the life and teaching and ministry of Jesus. You know, have you noticed recently in this, this terrible... Um, reality that we face with uh, these shooters who go into churches and schools and to concerts and, and, and they, 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 they shoot indiscriminately and they kill others, that, that there's one thing that is, that is universal with the, these persons and that is that they be, have become separated from community. They're, they're loners. They have this deep-seated uh, self-centeredness, if you will, that uh, allows them to see... Uh, Humanity is, is not the way we would see humanity, but dehumanizes in a sense. And it's tragic. So we understand in Christian community that there is not only a, a power and an empowerment in Christian community, but there's also health and healing in Christian community. This morning, I want to lift up a few principles that I think come out of this text for us that, that we need to see that Christian community, our brand of Christian community is so very important to the world. And the first thing I want to say is that we as Christians follow a one another principle. It's right out of the New Testament. It is true that two can reach more than one. They can do more than one. They can make more than one. They can return more than one. But the fact of the matter is that every one of us in the church pulling together can get far more done than any of us could individually. And it's not just a, a matter of, of adding together the different people and all that we do collectively it's an empowerment that does much more than the sum of our individual parts and thinking about it there are really three things that we need we as human beings we need companionship but one can not be a companion to self right and we need comfort but one cannot have that lasting comfort that we need uh, just through self. And we need counsel. But how ridiculous it is to think of counseling yourself and, and getting all that you need from self-counsel. What we understand today is that we as human beings are made for, for relationships. And, and those relationships are empowered by community. The whole principle of togetherness, of having others that you can lean on, that you can call on, that you can depend on, it is found throughout the Bible. But there is this principle, the one another principle, that is repeated over and over again from the Gospels all the way through the epistles, the letters. In John, the 13th chapter, the 34th verse, 
We are to love one another. In Romans 15, 7, we are to receive one another. In Romans 15, 4, we are to admonish one another. In Galatians 5, 13, we are to serve one another. In Ephesians 4 and 5, we are to be kind to one another. We are to submit to one another. In 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, we are to comfort one another. We are to edify one another. In Hebrews, the third chapter, the 13th verse, we are to exhort one another. In James, the fifth chapter, the 16th verse, we are to pray for one another. And in 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse, we are to be hospitable to one another. And there are about 50 more. Do you want me to stop right there? Do you get the picture? We are called in Christian community to one another ministry and the power of community when we see the other in need and our need for the other. You know, a few years ago, our church got involved in a ministry called Feed My Starving Children. Now, many of you have participated. But I remember in the early days, uh, Ron and Pam Carey, um, they invited us to um, invite the congregation to participate at First United Methodist in Carrollton in a Feed My Starving Children packing event. We were going to come together and we are going to pack rations and these rations were going to be shipped off to people in different parts of the world who, who really needed this kind of food uh, to keep them from starving. And I, I must admit, you know, I participated with probably 40 or 50 of you. We had a good time. A lot of the participants were youth, as I recall. But then the next year, that Feed My Starving Children group, they came right here to Lover's Lane. We got more of our folk in, involved. And, you, you know, I, I came to realize how important this simple concept, packing food rations, was because it underscored the Christian community and the principle of one another ministry at such a simple and basic level. And now our church has become so involved that we're a leader in the greater Dallas area. We've, we've led the charge to establish a distribution center here, and it's been fantastic. But if you've been to a Feed My Starving Children event, then you know that uh, you gather there for uh, a, a packing forming a packing community in essence and uh, there's rice and there's soy and there's vegetables and there's vitamins and you, you, you put those into little packets and, and, and you assemble all of these packets and they're shipped off to, to feed hungry children. But what's amazing is that when you get four or five hundred people in a gymnasium and they're all gathered in this small grouping of people and everybody has a specific job, there's someone who puts a scoop of rice and a scoop of vegetables and a scoop of soy and a, a, a scoop of vitamins and then somebody's there, this was my job last time, uh, uh, sacking it up and making sure it weighs what it needs to weigh and then you hand it to somebody and they hold it for somebody to seal it and that person hands it to somebody who counts it and puts it in a box and then somebody comes and collects the boxes and somebody brings more supplies when you're running out and, and all of this is going on in this room and you're in there for about an hour but at the end of two days you've packed a million food rations and it's amazing 
You're reminded that we can do so much more when we are working in concert in Christian community and those of us who are in the room who are driven by the principles of Christian community know that this underscores the importance of the one another principle. We're not doing this just because it's fun or just because we want to experience this event. We're doing this because we know that those rations are going to feed a child who otherwise wouldn't be fed. And there's this understanding of actually saving lives through our simple work together. You know, there's another principle I think that this scripture uplifts. And and I'm going to call this principle that the I have your back principle. You know, we read that 10th verse, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who is alone when he or she falls. And he or she has no one to help him or her up. You know, to an ancient uh, Jewish reader, this would make so much sense because the, the roads in Palestine in that day were certainly not paved and they were rough and they had more potholes than we have here in Dallas. And when they'd work, that was supposed to be funny, and when they'd walk on these roads that weren't paved and shoes that weren't like shoes that we have today, they would stumble and fall, a common occurrence. And, and, and what this writer is saying is, is so much better when you have a companion, when, when, when this is done in, in, in community in essence. The fact of the matter is that though our roads today are paved and our potholes aren't that bad, we're seldom walking on that road um, where we could fall. But all of us know the experience in life of falling, of being on that proverbial rocky road and finding ourselves in need of being picked up. Or we found ourselves on that road and we've come across one who needs picking up. We know what the writer's talking about. And we know how it, 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 it really is so much a part of what Christian community is all about that we are here to have one another's backs, if you will. There's an old Swedish proverb that says, a shared joy is a double joy. A shared sorrow is half a sorrow. You know, I love baseball, as you know, and one of my favorite stories, you've probably heard it, but it's around the life of Jackie Robinson, who was the first black to ever play major league baseball in a time when racism was so uh, very vivid and and um, his, his breaking into the major leagues was a painful experience for him because every, every stadium they went to he would be booed um, just because of the color of his skin and because of the racism in that day uh, thinking that that African Americans shouldn't be playing with white people. He was, he was accounting one particular game in his home stadium in Brooklyn when, when he made an error at second base. 
And the crowd began to boo and to ridicule him. And it was loud and it was ugly. And he stood there at second base humiliated with his head hanging down. And shortstop Pee Wee Reese came over and he stood next to him. And then he put his arm around him. And then Pee Wee Reese started eyeing the crowd. And as that scene went on, those boos started subsiding to the point that the crowd became silent again. And the game commenced. And Jackie Robinson said later, Pee Wee Reese literally saved my career when he stood beside me, when he had my back, in other words. You see, when someone attacks your character, defiles your reputation, or or, or tries to spread a rumor, we need someone who has our back, someone who will stand beside us. And you know, Pee Wee Reese was one person, right? Standing beside another one person in Jackie Robinson, and what a powerful statement that was. But when a church like ours embraces the kind of I have your back principle when we see people coming from all different walks of life and so many different cultures and from life experiences of the rocky road and we all come here together and we come here saying we have each other's backs. Not that we who are Anglo would say that no, we have the backs of the African people who worship here as if we're do-gooders. We understand in Christian community that we have each other's backs. And we stand in solidarity because this is the way the Christian church is supposed to live and supposed to be. We're called to be with others. Not just across racial or cultural lines, but be with others who have life experiences that we may not have had. We're to have each other's backs. And in doing so, we speak a loud message to the crowd out there that we're eyeing through our own actions. Final thing I want to say this morning is that the Christian community is a two or more principle. The, the, the writer of Ecclesiastes shares the wisdom that one cord can be snapped so very easily and two requires a little more strength, but a three-stranded cord is not likely broken. Now, this particular passage, I think, has been misused somewhat. Uh, Sometimes uh, we read into that a form of the Trinity, which the author never intended to think of God, three in one, as being that threefold cord. However, if we want to illustrate the Trinity that way, that works. And and most of us who are preachers have perhaps used Ecclesiastes 4 at weddings. And the more I look at this text, the more I think, well, probably not a great interpretation. And the reason for that is that sometimes we say the husband and the wife are two of those cords. and, And then you add the Holy Spirit or God into that marriage and you have a threefold cord that cannot be broken. Now that in essence is true, but 
But it also says that these three chords are equals, right? That the, the God chord is just like the, the man and the woman chord, right? And they're not equals. You can go to the words of Jesus when Jesus says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am also. Now, now we know that the Lord will come to us as individuals. There's no question about that. But the empowerment of the Christian community is when there are two or more of us, when it is beyond a partnership to a community where the Holy Spirit moves in such a powerful way, in a way that makes a difference in the way people see the Christian community. I mentioned that we have guests in our midst from the First United Methodist Church in Paris. Paris, Texas, not France. And I have admired this church for several years. I love their pastor, Rob Spencer. He's in church today. But I, but I remember some years ago when I heard about a capital campaign that they were doing, which was sizable in and of itself, but that part of that capital campaign was to create of their very valuable parking right downtown, to create a piece of that into a, a park, in essence, for the community. How they wanted to do something not just for themselves, enough of that capital campaign was for themselves, they wanted to do something else. They wanted to do something for the community without really expecting anything in return, just for the community. Well, that was such a loud statement to the larger community that before long banks came along and other businesses and, and, and this project that they were going to put some money behind, it literally doubled and now it's a water park too and it's just what an example to that town, to that little city that the United Methodist Church there was thinking of the larger community and it became contagious. In part, what has brought this church of 65 today in our midst to town, to Dallas, is that, that they've got another passion that involves community. Several years ago, they got involved in the one-on-one -on -one project the bishop was promoting with our conference, which was in essence a mentoring program where you mentored high-risk children, helped them uh, with their, their reading and their homework and whatnot, and what they discovered was that 40% of the children in Paris were in poverty. Now when the Christian community discovers something like that, it, it should cause us not to be able to rest, right? And they didn't. They started thinking about what else they could do besides just the one-on-one. -on -one. And then they started thinking in terms of housing and clothing and food and so on and so forth and what City Square does right here in downtown Dallas. And they connected with City Square. And before long, they realized that this is great for our church community. But how, how much greater would it be if we expanded this to the, to the larger community of Paris? And got some of the leaders involved with church leaders. And we did something real significant in the life of our city. Can you imagine what the people of Paris think about the people of First United Methodist Church in Paris? 
They, they probably can't help but, but recognize Christian community at its best that's driven by principles at our best and what a testimony it is to faith. Now, I know y'all aren't perfect, those of you who are hearing from Paris, but you're pretty good. Thanks be to God and the Holy Spirit who has inspired you, who inspires us to a community beyond just community, to a community that's driven by principles, to a community that, that uplifts the other with a one another principle, to a community that sees that we need to have each other's backs, to a community that recognizes that two are more powerful than one. And where two or more are gathered, the Holy Spirit empowers and blesses beyond our imagining. May God bless us, all of us, as we involve ourselves in Christian community and transform the world. Amen.